0: Welcome to this week's episode of the Creeptastic Nerds. I am Justin Vaughn, joined as always by Jay Get Follow. Um Tyler's not with us today because... He's he, being a bitch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just plain and
0: simple. He says he doesn't feel good, his throat hurts, so he's going to skip out this week. Yeah, he's just being a bitch. Uh, so, this week we decided uh, we're actually going to cover Betty White because of her passing away on New Year's Eve. Uh very yeah, sad, yeah. very, very sad. Uh she's actually one of my favorite actresses. Uh, yeah, man, dude, she was hilarious. Oh my god, dude. She was so funny. She had no filter. Uh she had no fucks. But like we start reading up on her man, I can't believe all the stuff she's won. Twenty seven awards in total. Yeah. Fifty seven nominations. So just about half. That's pretty goddamn good. Uh, do you want to read out you want us to read out of the book this week or just leave it for Tyler ne- for next time? Yeah. We'll just give it. Alright. So, well let's get let's get started on Betty White then. Uh, she was born. Well, I shouldn't say she was born. This is Betty Marion White Luden. She was born January seventeenth, nineteen
1: twenty two. In Oak Park, Illinois. Right here from Illinois, baby. Hell yeah. How often
0: awesome is that? Um she obviously was an American actress and comedian, a pioneer of early television and a career with a career spanning over eight decades. That's insane. Fuck yeah, it is. White was noted for her vast work in the entertainment industry. And being one of the first women to work both in front and behind the camera. She was the first woman to produce a sitcom, Life with Elizabeth, in the United States. Which contributed to her being named Honorary Mayor of Hollywood in
1: 1955. She was also dubbed the first lady of game shows.
0: White is often referred to as the first lady of television. A title used for a 2018 documentary detailing her life and career.
1: She was the first woman to ever receive the Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Game Show Host for the show Just Man in 1983.
0: Alright, so I gotta ask you, where did you first experience Betty White? Probably Golden Girls. That's what I'm thinking too. Oh, dude, I can still watch Golden Girls, man. I still think it's fucking hilarious. Thank
1: you for being a friend and a confidant. (laughs) I, I wanna say that's where I first experienced her.
0: So I didn't know if maybe it was like late classic or something like that, but no, I want to say it was Golden girls. By then, man, she's already a little bit older, but she played her character so fucking well. Completely worth watching if you've never seen it. The show is actually really funny, and like I've seen her in a bunch of different stuff. She seems like such a sweet lady, but has zero filter. Has no problem cussing.
1: Hell no. Did she was she was a nineteen nineteen ninety five television Hall of Fame inductee. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Plus, she has the her Hollywood, uh, the star in Hollywood Walk of Fame. Hell yeah. Uh, she's been married three times, divorced twice. She was active from nineteen thirty nine. To 2021 when she died. Wow.
1: Yeah, just weeks before her 100th birthday.
0: Yeah. Have you seen all those TikToks of like uh, somebody like pretending to be God and said, hey, did you grab that nice old lady? And it's talking about, oh no, it was supposed to be the queen. And they, they grabbed Betty White instead. And, the, and God sends the fucking angel to hell because he grabbed Betty White. All uh, right, we're trying to read up some of on her some of her stuff. Uh, White earned a Guinness World Record for longest TV career by an entertain, entertainer in twenty fourteen, and in twenty eighteen for her lengthy work in television. White received eight Emmy awards in various categories, three American Comedy Awards, three Screen Actors Guild awards. And a Grammy Award. Wow. Like she, she was a very
1: popular person. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. <coughs> One month after her high school graduation, she, she and her classmates sang songs from *The Merry Widow* on an experimental television television show. As the medium of television itself was still in development. She also found work modeling, and her first professional acting job was as at the Bliss Hayden Little Theater. Huh. Uh. Oh, that's cool. Didn't know that. After the United States entered World War II in 1941, White volunteered for the American Women's Voluntary Services. Her assignment included driving a PX truck with military supplies to Hollywood Hills, she also participated in events for troops before they were de- deployed overseas. Commenting on her wartime service, White said it was a strange time and out of balance with everything. <laughs> you know what though? Man, that's the thing that
0: with her, like she didn't have a problem doing like charity work. You know, she actually she was actually asked once uh, if you weren't an actress, what would you be? You know, what she said a zookeeper. She loves animals. She does everything she can to, she did everything she could to support animals, including just charity fundraisers for them, and like zoos. If zoos needed money, she'd do a charity fundraiser for them, get yeah. them
1: the money they needed. Nothing wrong with that.
0: Hell no, man. That's awesome.
1: Apparently, after the war, she made rounds to movie studios looking for work, but was turned down because she was not photogenic. Really? So she started looking for radio jobs where being photogenic did not matter. Her first radio job included reading commercials and playing bit parts and sometimes even doing crowd noises. She made about $5 a show. She would do just about anything like singing on a show for no pay. She appeared on shows such as Blondie, The Great, Gildersleeve, and This Is Your FBI. She was then offered her own radio show called The Betty White Show in 1949. She began appearing as co-host with Al Jarvis on his daily live television variety show, Hollywood on Television. Originally called Make-Believe Ballroom, or KFWB, on the KLAC-TV, now KCOP-TV in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, dude, she hadn't, she just, man, she was driven. She was dedicated to her craft. Yeah. She said,
1: fuck them people, I'm doing this. That's pretty amazing. In 1951, she was nominated for her first Emmy Award as Best Actress on Television, competing with Judith Anderson, Helen Hayes, and Emogene Coco. <laughs> the award went to Gertrude Berg. Nice. At this point, the award was for Body of Work with no shows named in nominations. Hmm. Oh. Man. I'm just kind of letting Jay read
0: up, read some stuff off for of you guys, because <laughs> he got his, everything pulled up. I do too, but man, she just she did so much. Yeah, she really did, man. Like, if you actually look, man, like everywhere has like different pages just for like her filmography, like just the amount of stuff. Uh, she also produced a song it was a remix to somebody's song called I'm Still Hot and she produced it was in the video and everything and it's like a it's more like a hip hop song which is pretty funny
1: but she man she's in everything this is a good one here so from 1952 to 1954 White hosted and produced her own daily talk slash variety show The Betty White Show first on KLAC-TV, and then on NBC, her first television, but second show to feature that title. Like her sitcom, she had creative control over the series, and was able to hire a female director, and a first for American Network Variety Television, her show featured an African-American performer. But the show faced criticism for the inclusion of tap dancer Arthur Duncan as a regular cast member. The criticism followed when NBC expanded the show, Nationally, local Southern stations in the Jim Crow era threatened to boycott unless Duncan was removed from the series. In response, White said, "I'm sorry, live with it," and gave Duncan more airtime. Initially a rating success, the show repeated, changed time slots, and suffered lower viewership. By the end of the year, NBC quietly canceled the series. Dude, she had taken shit from nobody. Give no fucks.
0: She said, "Fuck you. I'm gonna do what I want." <laughs> hey man, that's that's what we need in this world now. Like she gave no fucks. Like she recognized talent. She was like, no, we're gonna stop. We're gonna put them on. Who cares? How many people then? Do you, you, was like that? Betty White was. You know that saying, the best thing since sliced bread. Betty White told her, in "Sliced bread." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Cause slice bread like slice sliced bread wasn't invented until like nineteen twenty nine, I think it is. And Betty White was older than that. So they said so people started saying sliced bread's the best thing since Betty White. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, like just reading off that little bit of stuff already, man. She was a badass. She didn't take nobody's shit. Hell no. And she believed in something, man. She'd fight for it, tooth and nail, and she didn't give a damn what anybody thought.
1: That's what we need more of now. White made several appearances in the fourth season, from 1973 to 1974, of the Mary Tyler Moore Show as yep. Man-Hungry Sue Ann Nivens. Although considering the role of a... Roy highlight of her career. White described the character's image as icky sweet, feeling she was the very definition of feminine passivity, owing to the fact she always satirized her own persona on screen in such in just such a way. The Mary Tally Workshop producer made sure in a regular character and brought White into the main cast starting starting with the fifth season.
0: <laughs> so basically, she just like nope. I'm making this permanent, and she fucking did. I'm trying to get comfortable here. The running
1: gag was how Sue Ann's aggressive, cynical personality was the complete opposite of her relentless, perky TV persona on the fictional WJM TV (laughs) show. The happy homemaker homemaker we need. Uh, That's funny. Sorry, I'm trying to
0: pull it up. Let me see. I, I can't find where you're at, so...
1: Uh, yeah. Mary Tyler Moore and her husband, Grant Tinker, were close friends with White and her husband, Alan Newton. In a 2010 the interviews an oral history of television interview, Moore explained that producers aware of Moore and White's friendship were initially hesitant to audition White for the role for the fear that if she hadn't been right, it would create awkwardness between the two. I could see that. Yeah, I could too, but... oh man, it's Betty White. Dude, she can get it with any
0: part she wants. I mean, come on. Uh, In 1960s, she became the first lady of game shows, password, and advise and consent. By the 1960s, White was a staple of network game shows and talk shows, including both Jack Parr and later Johnny Carson's era of The Tonight Show. She made many appearances on the hit Password show as a celebrity guest from 1961 through 1975. She married the show's host, Alan Luden, in 1963. She subsequently appeared on the show's three updated versions, Password Plus, Super Password, and Million Dollar Password. White well, made frequent game show appearances on What's My Line, starting in 1955, To Tell Me the Truth in 1961, 1990, and 2015. I've Got a Secret in 1972 to, to 73, Match Game, 73 to 82, and Pyramid,
1: starting in 1982. Wow. <coughs> from 1983 to 1984 White had a recurring role playing Ellen Harper Jackson on the series Mama's Family along with her future Golden Girls co-star Rue White had originated this character in a series of sketches on the Carabinette show in the 1970s and then in 1985 she scored her second signature role and biggest hit of her career at St. Olaf, St. Olaf Minnesota native Rose Island on the Golden Girls so literally when I was born that show was already three years old yeah been on for three years. Dude, I watched it as I like as I got older because of my
0: grandparents. And I remember
1: watching it, you know, when I was hear.
0: And honestly, she she played Rose perfectly. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better person it's, to play yeah, Rose. Yeah, the series
1: chronicled the lives of four widowed or divorced women in their golden years, who shared a home in Miami, the Golden Girls, which also starred B. Arthur, Estelle Getty, and Ruby Clan was immensely successful and ran from nineteen eighty five through 1992, the year my brother was born. Yeah, White won one Emmy award for Outstanding Actress and Comedy Series for the first season of *The Golden Girls*. It was nominated in the category every year of the show's run. Eddie <laughs> was also nominated every year, but in the Supporting Actress category.
0: <laughs> I believe it, though, man.
1: Like for real, like she's White. Really
0: actually, what's that funny?
1: Had a strained relationship with her, the Golden Girl, co-star B. Arthur. Yep. On, off the set of their television show, commenting that Arthur was not that fond of me and that she found me a pain in the neck sometimes. It was my positive attitude, and that made me mad sometimes. Sometimes if I was happy, she'd be furious. After Arthur's death in 2009, White said, I knew it would hurt. I just didn't know it would hurt this much. Despite their differences, the Golden Girls... Was a positive experience for both actresses, and they had a great mutual respect for the show, their roles, and the achievements made as an ensemble cast. Arthur would often insist on waiting to leave for lunch until all four—she and White, Rubicon, and Estelle Getty—had finished their work and could leave together. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Like even though they didn't get along, they still. Do you know White was originally offered the role of Blanche in *The Golden Girls*? Yeah, honestly, man, I don't think that would have worked. And Rue McLannan was offered the role of of Ross, the two characters being a uh, Rose or Rose, the two characters being similar to roles they had played, Mary Tyler Moore and Madre respectively. Jay Sandra, the director of the pilot pilot, suggested that since they had played similar roles in the past, they should switch roles. Rue McClane later said in a documentary in the series, White originally had doubts about her ability to play Rose Rose, until Sandra explained to her that Rose was Terminally naive Why is it if you told Rose you were so hungry you could eat a horse she called it ASPCA <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah man look honestly
0: man it's this is what i like about her man she like she understood her characters when she played them and man she played them so well like you couldn't help but love her
1: uh I didn't know that. <coughs> and, between 1990 and 2009, Guest rose and returned to the base in, in the proposal. The Golden Girls ended in '92 after Arthur announced her decision to part the series. White, McLennan, and Getty reprised their roles, roles as Rose, Blanche, and Sophia in the spin off The Golden Palace. The series was short-lived lasting only one season. In addition, White reprised reprise her Rose an island character and guest appearances on NBC shows Empty Nest and Nurses, both set in Miami. Nice. And out of it. After the Golden
0: Palace ended, White guest starred on a number of television programs, including Suddenly Susan, The Practice, yes, and dear. Yes Dear. Where she received Emmy nominations for her individual appearances. She, she won an Emmy in 1996 for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. Appearing as herself on an episode of the John Quick LeRiquet- show, yeah, in that episode titled "Here We Go Again," a parody of Sunset Boulevard, a diva-like white convinces some, whoever that guy's name is to help her write her memoir. At one point, Golden Girls co-star McClendon,
1: really McClendon and Getty appears himself
0: is forced to trust and track as K. Arthur that's funny
1: when all wow. four appeared in
0: public as the original cast
1: members and 2000, December 2006 White joined the soap opera The Bold and Beautiful see I didn't know the, she played in the soap opera And the, the role of Anne Douglas where she would make 22 appearances the long lost mother of the show's matriarch Stephanie Forrester played by Suzanne Flannery she also began a recurring role in ABC's Boston Legal* <coughs> from 2005-2008 as the calculating, blackmailing, gossip monger Catherine Viper, a role she originally played as a guest star on The Practice in 2004. Nice. White appeared several times on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno and The Late Show with Greg Ferguson. Yeah,
0: dude, she's been on so many different things. Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
1: 2008, May 2008, she appeared on the Oprah Winfrey Show. I was
0: just about to say that, Jay. <laughs> oh yeah, see, look, man. Beginning in 2007, White was featured in television commercials for Pet Med Express, yeah. highlighting her interest
1: in animal welfare. Yeah,
0: that's what I was telling you about. In
1: 2009, White starred in romantic comedy The Proposal alongside Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, and have you actually seen that movie? Yes.
0: Oh my god, dude! Her role in that movie is so fucking funny, cause like uh, when Sandra Bullock finds her in the woods, she's doing some like weird ass dance and chanting.
1: I've seen that commercial.
0: And then, uh, like they go they go into town so that they can like try to fit her in the wedding yeah. dress that you know both of them you know both his mom and her you know wore for their wedding, and she goes. There's boobs in there somewhere. She's just feeling <laughs> up Sandra Bullock's chest.
1: <laughs> in 2009, or, uh, also 2009, the candy company Mars incorporated, incorporated launched a global campaign for their Snickers bar. The campaign, campaign slogan was, you're not you when you're hungry. White appeared alongside A. Vigoda in the company's advertisement for the candy during the 2010 Super Bowl. Yeah, that's when they were playing football. became very popular and won the top spot on the Super Bowl ad meter. (laughs) See, man, I didn't think she ever had. See, this says
0: 2010 to 2021, career resurgence, Saturday Night Live, and hot in Cleveland.
1: I never thought she ever really had time off, man. Following the success of the Snickers advertisement, a grassroots campaign on Facebook called Betty White to host SNL. Please, beginning January 2010, the group was approaching 500,000 members. When NBC confirmed on March 11, 2010, that White would in fact host Saturday Night Live on May 8th, the appearance made made her at age 88 the oldest person to host the show, beating Ms. Gail Spillman, the winner of the NSO Anybody Can Host contest, who was 80 when she hosted in 1977. In her opening monologue, White thanked Facebook and joked that she didn't know that Facebook what Facebook was. And now, now that I do know what it is, I have to say it sounds like a huge waste of time. <laughs> the appearance earned her a 2010 Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. Oh, man. Dude, she's so fucking funny. And, of course, in June 2010 is when she took on the role of Elka in fucking Hot in Cleveland. Dude, if have you was, actually seen? Clips yeah, I've watched that. Oh my god, she's she so funny in that. She's fucking hilarious in that. Uh,
0: it's like that weird, like stuff like you'd expect a grandma to, you know, make comments about, and she just does, and they're like the perfect comments,
1: and you're like, God damn it! She was actually no- in 2011. She was actually nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Supporting Address and Comedy Series for her role as Elka, but lost to Julie Bowen for Modern Family.
0: Huh. This series ran for six seasons, a total of 128 episodes with, an, with the hour-long final episode airing on June 3rd,
1: 2015. Whew. White also starred in the Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation of the Lost Valentine on January 30, 2011. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to
0: read here. This presentation... Garnered her the high, garnered oh, the wow. highest rating for a Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation in the previous four years, and according to Nelson Media Research TV ratings ratings service, won first place in the primetime slot for that date. And from 2012 to 2014, White. <laughs> I was just reading that. I was gonna read an it too. executive
1: produced Betty White's Off the Rockers. Which senior citizens played practical jokes on their younger generation. For this show, she received three I Emmy mean, nominations. Okay,
0: I've never seen that show. Dude. I'm either. so looking it up though when I get home. All right, that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, I gotta look the show up
0: because I bet it's just hilarious. Oh, dude, I guarantee it. Dude, what, old people, man, they play dude, some fucked she up. She launched shit. her
1: own clothing line on July 22nd, 2010, which. Featured shirts with her face on them. Also, she go to various animal <laughs> charities she supported. Dude, I would totally fucking represent a fucking shirt with Betty White face on it. Like, what up? Right.
0: Um, a Betty White calendar for 2011 was published in late 2010. The calendar features photos from White's career and with various animals. She also that's when you that's the clothing line you talked about. Hey, do you, okay? So this picture is President Barack Obama talks Talk, to White yeah, in the yeah. Oval Office in June 2012. Yeah. Do you think he got advice from her? I don't know. Because I mean, honestly, if she'd give me advice and I was president, I'd take it.
1: And then the picture below it is White and then her co-stars Valerie Berginelli and Wendy Melly from uh, and Jane Liz from Hot and Cleveland on the walk the Hollywood Walk of Fame in August 2012 as well oh man she's why success continued in 2012 was her first grammy award for best spoken word recording for her bestseller if you ask me she also won the ucla Gen- jack Benny award for comedy recognizing her significant contribution to comedy and television and, and was roasted at the new york fairs club A television special Betty White's 90th birthday party aired on NBC a day before her birthday on January 16, 2012. The show featured appearances of many stars from White, whom White worked with over the years as well as a message from the sitting president, Barack Obama. In January 2013, NBC once again celebrated White's birthday with a TV special featuring celebrity friends, including former President Bill Clinton, The special aired on February 5th.
0: On February 15, 2015, White made her final appearance on Saturday Night Live when she attended the 40th anniversary special. She participated in the Californians sketch alongside members of the current SNL cast members as well as Bill Hader, Taylor Swift, and Kerry Washington. In in the memorable sketch, White ends up kissing Bradley Cooper. (laughs) Hey, look, dude, if you were on a show and Betty White kissed you, what would you do?
1: i just let her do it. Be like, oh, that's right. Betty White kissed me, bitches. What? <laughs>
0: <laughs> on national television?
1: <laughs> Betty White was a shit, man. She didn't give no fuck.
0: <clears throat> on August 18th, 2018, White's career was celebrated in a PBS documentary called Betty White, First Lady of Television. The documentary was filmed over a period of 10 years and featured archived footage and interviews from colleagues and friends. In 2019, White appeared in Pixar's Toy Story 4 providing the voice of Bitey White, a toy tiger that was named after her. The other toys she shared a scene with were were named and played by Carol Burnett, Carl Reiner, and Mel Brooks. White commented that it was wonderful. The way they incorporated our names into the characters and i'm a sucker for animals so the
1: tiger was perfect in december 2021 before white's death it was announced that a new documentary style movie about betty white about her betty white celebration would be would be released in u.s theaters on her 100th birthday january 17 2022 it is set to feature a cast of friends including ryan reynolds tina fey robert redford Lynn Manuel, Miranda, Clint Eastwood, Morgan Freeman, Jay Leno, Cara Burnett, Greg Ferguson, Jimmy Kimmel, Valerie Bertinelli, James Gordon, Wendy Malick, and Jennifer L. Hewitt. In addition to the planned documentary, People Magazine featured her as the cover story of its January 10, 2022 Newsstand publication, in a separate commemorative edition to celebrate the transcendent milestone, which were released days before her death. Following White's death, producer Steve Vulture and Mike Tringland of the event distributors Phantom Events announced in a Facebook post that the pre-film production would be going ahead as scheduled.
0: That's awesome, man! That they didn't cancel it. So we've kind of already ta- kind of already hit her achievements, dude. One of
1: one of my all-time, like I said, one of my all-time favorite fucking quotes from hers from a movie, is from Lake Placid when she makes the fucking comment, "This department had a dick. I tell you to suck it." Hell yeah. And also, thank you, Officer Fuck Me. (laughs) Like, Betty White was a shit, man.
0: Dude, and and the fact that, okay, this is 2022 now, man. Everybody's still celebrating Betty White.
1: Like, she was fucking hilarious.
0: Like, do you realize how many generations of people, like, her movies have have seen her act? They may not know Golden Girls and her Mary Tyler Moore show or... The Betty White Show. They may not know that because I didn't know that either until I started reading up on her. Other than Golden Girls because we talked about how we watched it. But, like, I didn't know all that before that. But she's still fucking one of the best actresses ever.
1: She voices Grandma Sophia in The Wild Thornberry, The Origin of Donnie. No shit. Yeah, the movie. The oh, Adam
0: dude, Bird. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah. Return to the Bat King, The Misadventures of Adam and Bird. Third Wish, Where's Marty? Your Mama Kills Animals. Search of Puppy Loves. Ponyo. The movie Ponyo, she does the voice of Yoshi? She what? Does the voice of Yoshi in the movie Ponyo? Huh. It's a Japanese movie? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen it on. Ponyo. I mean, I have never
0: actually watched it, but I've seen it. I've oh, seen. Two,
1: the War Mission, You Again. Prep, does the voice of Mrs. Claus in Prep and Landing Operation Secret Santa. Delorex, she's Grammy Norma.
0: <laughs> I can believe that.
1: All right. White <clears throat> goes goes wild,
0: So we talked about how uh her, her career mostly. Uh White volunteering with the American Women's Voluntary Service. White met her first husband, Dick Barker, a United States army air force's p-38 pilot after the war the couple married and moved to bell center ohio where barker owned a chicken farm he wanted to embrace a simpler life but white did not enjoy this they returned to los angeles and divorced within a year so he wanted to be a chicken farmer she said fuck that i want to be on tv (laughs) yeah
1: like i was saying about uh the decision was made to continue with that televised celebration. Yeah. Thus any White's record-breaking 83-year career on television, Whew. and 2022 breaking her own 2018 world record. Damn Dude. 83
0: years on television, though, Dude, man. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. Like holy shit. It's
0: that's crazy. a hell of a career.
1: Like that. And
0: anything you do, man, that's a hell of a career. Um, insane Insane In
1: 1947
0: she married Lane Allen A Hollywood talent agent They divorced in 1949 because he wanted a family But she wanted a career rather than children Man I bet she would have made a great mom.
1: <clears throat> White was a pet enthusiast and animal welfare Welfare advocate Who worked with organizations including The Los Angeles Zoo Commission boards. The Morris Animal Foundation, African Wildlife Foundation and actors and others for animals, her interest in animal welfare began in the early 1970s while she was producing and hosting the syndicate series of Pet Set with spotlighted celebrities and their pets. As of 29, 2009, White was the president of Emerita of the Morris Animal Foundation where she served as a trustee of the organization beginning in 1971. She was a member of the Board of Directors for the Greater Los Angeles Zoo Association since 1974. Additionally, White served as the association as a zoo commissioner for eight years. According to the Los Angeles Zoo and Botanical Gardens ZooScape newsla- newsletter, White hosted History on Film. From 2000 to 2002, White donated nearly $100,000 to the zoo in the month of April 2008 alone. And that was just in April alone. She donated $100,000. Wow. To the zoo. White served as a judge at the 2011 American Humane Hero Dog Award Ceremony at the Beverly Hilton Hotel on October 1st, 2011, in Los Angeles. She served as a judge alongside Whoopi Goldberg and Wendy Diamond on the American Humane Hero Dog Awards on the Hallmark Channel on November 8th, 2011. Damn. Yeah, dude, she's done so much stuff for animals.
0: And, like, man, you just can't count that out because, man, that's pretty awesome. Uh, it's just unfortunate, man, you know, that You know she died when
1: she did. She was also a supporter and advocate of the LGBT rights. White said that if a couple has been together all that time, and they are, gay, they are gay relationships, they are more solid than some heterosexual ones. I think it's fine if they want to get married. I don't know how people can get so anti-something. Mind your own business, take care of your affairs, and don't worry about other people so much. And in a 2011 interview, White said that she always knew her close friend, Libris was gay, and, she, and that she... Sometimes accompanied him to premieres.
0: Dude, she just... She didn't care, man. That that's, that was my whole thing. Like, she was the best person ever. Right, like, she... She didn't give a damn if you were gay or straight. If you were black or white. She yeah, she just buck, didn't care. Like,
1: she didn't care about any of like,
0: that. Like, there was no hate in that woman ever. I mean, oh my God, dude. Her co-star of Golden Girls didn't like her because she was too sweet.
1: She published several books in August two thousand and ten. She entered a deal with G P. Punham's son to produce two more books. The first of which, if you ask me, and of course you won't, it was released in two thousand eleven. In February two thousand twelve, White received her first Grammy Award best, best Spoken Award recording word recording for the auto recording of the book. Her books are Betty White's Pet Love, How Pets Take Care of Us Betty White in Person, The Leading Lady, Dino Story, Here We Go Again, My Life of Television. Together a Novel of Shared Vision. If you ask me. Betty and Friends, My Life at the Zoo, uh, and her audiobooks, Or Here We Go Again, if you ask me. Hey, no, she had books. Yeah. Dude, that's cool.
0: Dude, she done everything.
1: Yeah, she did. God damn.
0: She didn't care about any what anybody thought, man. She just she was just her man. You can't ask for more of a person.
1: She's been her first first husband in the, in the United States Armed Forces. Yeah, I
0: know. I literally re- talked about that already. Jay. I mean. <laughs> that's
1: crazy. And
0: her third husband died of cancer yeah, in the '60s. Of cancer, yeah. Where they didn't have kids together, she was stepmom to his three kids. So she did experience being a mom, just not an actual mom. She didn't pop out babies of her own. She said, "Fuck that."
1: <laughs> uh, her remains were cremated and given to Glenn Kaplan, who was entrusted with carrying out her advanced health care directive. Oh. <laughs> White's death was met with statements of sympathy and tribute from many people and organizations. President Joe Biden released a statement upon her death describing her as a lovely lady and a cultural icon who will be sorely missed. Barack and Michelle Obama also expressed some sympathy on social media. The United States Army released a statement as White had volunteered with the American Women's Voluntary Service during World War II. Additionally, the Martin Lee Martin Luther King Jr. Center tweeted with condolences and praised White for her early support of racial equality. There were additional tributes from numerous media organizations, celebrities, political commenters, sports teams, musicians, and other public figures. White star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame was flooded with flowers and tributes within hours of the announcement of her death. Oh, I believe it, man. Yeah, that does not surprise me.
0: I believe it, man. People love Betty White, and I get
1: why. I mean, she was just a hell of a person, man. Like, there's nobody like her. Like, she was just. No.
0: And there will never be anybody like her again. I don't know. She was a special person. She really was. And the fact that she touched so many people's lives. Yeah. I didn't care about the pre- being prejudiced. Yeah, man. She, she didn't care. None of that stuff bothered her. Like, And she grew up at a time, man, where it was just a lot of hate. And she just, she didn't yeah, care. she
1: grew up and time when there was racism and shit, and that didn't matter to her. Race didn't matter. She yeah. didn't she didn't see black, she didn't see white, she didn't see gay or straight or whether you were brown or purple, you She didn't care.
0: Oh, dude, do that man, and that's You were just you
1: to her. Like it wasn't you know
0: And And she didn't care about making a fool of herself. Which we can't we can't count that out. Like, man, that's that's a big deal. I tell you, man,
1: when I, watching her on Young and Hungry, when fucking that stripper comes in, man, it's hilarious. And when the trip to Vegas, man, shit is hilarious.
0: Dude, dude, anything she is in, she is funny. It is hey, great.
1: Oh, man.
0: It doesn't matter what it is, dude, it's gonna be funny.
1: Well, just some of the shit she says, man, throws you off because you an older lady and you wouldn't think you'd hear that come out of her mouth.
0: Oh, yeah, dude, she don't give a damn. And, then,
1: and you're just like, what did she just say? <laughs> like, this is probably about a dick I tell you to suck it, or Thank you, Officer, fuck me. And you're like, what?
0: Or feeling up Sandra Bullock's chest. Right. I mean, oh, my or, God.
1: like, half the shit she says is hot in Cleveland, man. Oh, yeah. She a dirty perv.
0: She <laughs> <is. laughs> does. the shit
1: she says, and you're just like, damn.
0: There was a, I seen a little clip where from one of the Golden Girls, and, like, she's telling them that she just got off the phone, they wouldn't guess what, and, like, all of them are guessing, like, dumbass shit, like, oh, you held the receiver upside down, uh, it wasn't really the phone, it was a TV remote, uh, it, it wasn't a TV, it wasn't a phone, it was a shoe, and she's, like, trying to tell them something, and, like, they just they keep making little comments like that. And then it showed another one where uh, uh, Blanche was saying something and, like, she talked about how Blanche was a whore as she's walking out of her house. (laughs) 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 So you're like, oh, my God, dude, I didn't even realize she'd done that.
1: Dude, it's a wonder them them women did not weigh, like, 400 pounds in that show.
0: Yeah, they were always eating. Because they
1: were always in the kitchen eating, like, cheesecake or something. It was like, damn. <laughs> like every, like, almost every other scene you seen them, they were sitting in the, living, in the kitchen eating and talking.
0: Like, Yeah, you, a lot of that show focused around the kitchen.
1: Like, how y'all not weigh, like, 500 pounds?
0: I mean, it had other scenes, but most of their scenes were in the kitchen.
1: Yeah, they were in the kitchen fucking talking.
0: <laughs> which, is, which is ironic when you think about it because, okay, every other show you watch now, there's so much shit going on. Yeah. There was literally almost nothing going on in that show. But the show was so fucking funny.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: Like, them four women just played off each other perfectly. You but could not... The funny
1: thing is about that show, it's a, the woman that played the oldest character in that show was actually the youngest. Yeah. She was actually younger than the rest of them. Still Getty? Yeah. Yeah, she was actually younger than... Them. She, she played the mother of one of them.
0: And yeah, was, of
1: uh, Dorothy. Yeah, but she was actually the youngest one on there. <laughs> and Betty White outlived them all. Now they're all together again. Yep.
0: All right, so we're at almost 45 minutes. You want to do the outro here? All right, reach out. or My bad, my bad. I almost skipped <laughs> what I normally say here. Remember, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, it helps people find us. Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Nerd. Or you can reach out to us on Facebook at the Nerds, Or you can always email us at CreeptasticNerd at com. Oh, yeah. Uh, We can't ask enough for you guys to actually reach out to us. We really really would like to hear from you guys. Um, If anybody out there can still make us a logo and a theme song, I mean, that'd be great. It would be awesome. Uh, Just remember, it's got to be something that we can't, we're not going to get sued for copyright infringement, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I know occasionally we play a random song here and there, but obviously we can't play the whole song because we don't want to get sued. Right. Uh, we keep honestly you guys if you guys have any suggestions for the show, seriously reach out to us let us know if you
1: yeah, we'd not like to hear it,
0: man. if he can think of something that could actually make the show better, let us know. We have no problem trying to to accommodate that to make the show better. This show we put out is for you guys. Unfortunately, Tyler's not feeling good so he's not gonna be on this episode or the next episode. uh Tyler actually got stuck today. Because he Truth. said, oh, we'll be recording around 8.
1: True, he did me an image.
0: And then this motherfucker messaged us saying, well, we lost control of the vehicle and we're in a, in a snow bank. Then me and Jay were looking at each other, like, how the fuck you get stuck in a snow bank? Uh-uh.
1: They're probably being stupid.
0: And- so, our next episode, we already know, obviously, we know what that one's going to be. It's going to be Matrix. Uh, but, and me and Jay have, you've seen the fourth one, right? I've seen all the Matrix movies. Have you seen the animated one, too? I did not watch
1: the animated one, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've seen the animated one, but I've seen all the actual movies.
0: So, me and Jay have actually watched them all. I actually was watching them before I came over here. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, seriously, everybody, reach out to us. We don't really have much going on right now. We
1: really would like to hear from you guys.
0: Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I, we are playing around with some merch. I ordered a couple hoodies uh not quite happy with with the way they look, so obviously we can't really uh can't really mass produce them because we got we gotta work out them kinks first but we are working on that now yeah. but man, they're pricey
1: Yeah they're definitely not cheap.
0: It's like two hundred fifty bucks for four that's crazy. Uh, but we're we're working on some ideas. We're trying to get come up with some stuff so we can start actually putting it out there for you guys if you guys would like it. Uh, hey Jay, you want to know what I thought would be really cool for the podcast as merch?
1: What's
0: that? A pocket protector.
1: A pocket protector. <laughs>
0: Dude, with our name on it.
1: Does anybody even use those anymore these days? No, dude.
0: It would be like a collector's thing, man. You wouldn't actually use it. (laughs) But it would just be funny. Unfortunately, I don't know how much those would cost to have made. But it would be funny to make.
1: It would be funny.
0: And then you could get, like, pins made with our name on it, too. (laughs) And, like, stock the pocket protector before we send them out. I mean, dude, there would be so much stuff we could do like that. Oh, man. We could have some fun. Oh man, it's been a long day. We actually got almost six inches of snow here last night.
1: It has been a long day. I've been up since like three something.
0: Okay, I have not been up that since that early. I, I did I get up at eight though. Well,
1: I woke up because I had to fucking pee, and Dad was already up and I had taken to work. But I, went, I laid back down in my bed, but I didn't go back to sleep. When I just laid there until about 4 20. I was like, well, I better get, get off my damn windows.
0: <sighs> something did happen though. Okay, so we're recording this on January 15th. It is my daughter's 18th yep. birthday today. Yeah, it is. And she got approved to get out. Did she? Yep. So she'll be getting out. 18. Dude, can you believe you have
1: a daughter that's 18 years old? I know, bro? man. Jesus Christ. I got an
0: 18 year old, a 16 year old, and an 8 year old. And I got a granddaughter that's only like six months old.
1: Dude, that's fucking crazy. That's
0: I have a granddaughter, dude.
1: Dude, I can't believe Bree is fucking 18. Yeah. Man. Damn baby milk. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she's 18, man. It's crazy to think that we were going to a fucking high school dance and I spilled her damn baby milk on me.
0: It was formula, dude. You just called it. I know, I called it baby
1: milk. And that was funny. Oh my God, man. That's crazy. Wow.
0: That's uh, just insane. Oh man, it's been it's been a long day. Uh, when I was on the phone with Brie, cause she called me from where she's at, and she was uh, as soon as I got on the phone with her, I was like, "Happy birthday!" And then we were talking to her. I was like, "Oh man, I got calling Sheila," which I forgot to call her today. So I'm gonna I'm gonna call her tomorrow. I'm like, "Hey, I forgot. I'm sorry. I was really busy." Uh. I told her, I was like, "Oh, I gotta call Aunt Sheila too." She goes, "Why?" Wow. I was like, "Well, it's Aunt Sheila's birthday too. So, happy birthday, Aunt Sheila! <laughs> yeah,
1: hey,
0: happy birthday, Aunt Sheila!" Uh, and she goes, "Oh, I didn't realize." I was like, "Yeah, dude, yeah, bro, you were born on Aunt Sheila's birthday." I was like, "Aunt Sheila was twenty nine when you were born." <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, well, when you talk to her, tell her happy birthday for me." <laughs> and dude, you want to hear the greatest thing ever? Okay, so I don't know if I actually talked about how Bree's gotten in all that trouble. Well, she's actually in JDOC, which is Juvenile Department of Corrections. Alright, so we had her meeting about where she's going to go after she gets out. Well, she wants to come to my house. Well, I haven't been real big on DCFS coming into my house because I don't like them. And in order for her to be able to come stay at my house, I have to let them in my house. Again... Not too happy about that. Yeah. I do not want them in my house. <laughs> However, we don't have any... She doesn't have any other options. So, I got to get my house in order so that they, when they come in, they see that she has her own space and that, all that good stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but Andrea had started... Her mom, Andrea, she, uh, she started making the comments that she doesn't agree with Brie coming to my house because... Peyton comes to my house every other weekend, and her and Bree don't get along. Before I had a chance to say anything, Bree said something about how she would re- much rather talk to Peyton than her mother.
1: I'm sorry, but guess what? She's 18, Andrew. You have no say so anymore.
0: But it was funny. It was funny as hell because Bree snapped. Man, she goes, "I'd much rather talk to Peyton than you." And it's like, oh, fuck,
1: man. That's my thing. She's 18, Andrea. She's not a kid.
0: And I was on video, so I couldn't really make any like motions right. about it. And then I was like, look, I'm not going to lie. When she was on the run, she called Peyton every day. For, for someone that didn't get along with my ex-wife and her daughter, which is Peyton, and my ex wife's Courtney, uh, for her not to get along with them, but she called them and talked to them every day while she was on the run.
1: Yeah.
0: And she told it she told everybody, 'cause they're like, Well, what was the problem? And Brie goes, honestly, it was me. She is she said, Courtney uh, kept trying to tell me stuff I wasn't ready to hear. And I reacted badly to it. She goes, I'm much I'm now ready to hear what she was trying to tell me before. Mm-hmm. So naturally when I got home, I texted Courtney and said, hey, are you at work? She said no, so I called her. And I, I told her immediately, Courtney snapping at me about Andrea. I was like, I, I can't say, I can't do anything about what Andrea says. However, and then I told her what Bree said. And she goes, well, I'm glad Bree stood up for Peyton. Yeah. I was like, look, I was like, here's the deal. But, you know, Peyton may not be mine, but she's mine. Yeah, Bree knows that. Bree accepts it. You know, she's she's going to be happy to come back home So she can see everybody And She's just She's trying man She really is And she has only Bree only has three classes left And she's graduated Holy shit So she's actually going to graduate When she's 18 not 19 Damn So three more classes And she'll be graduated
1: Oh yeah
0: That's awesome That is awesome uh, But then I also told her what I told Courtney exactly what Bree said how she, the problem wasn't with Courtney it was she wasn't ready to hear what Courtney was saying and I was like I don't know how you actually feel about that she goes that actually makes me feel really good that that's what the, that's what it was because like Courtney truly believed that Brie hated her and I was like look you know here's the deal this is exactly what Bree said and she goes that makes me feel really good I mean it was just the knowledge of of finding out that Bree didn't hate her,
1: she was young. She yeah. just didn't want to hear what she said. She just acted the wrong way about it. Yeah, it the wrong way it,
0: so. like yes, me and Courtney aren't married anymore, and Courtney's moved on. It's, it's cool, man. I have no issue with that. Uh It is what it is, right? But there's no reason we still can't we can't be friends, right? There's no reason for it. And guess what? My kids love Courtney. It's real hard to say, oh yeah, well, I shouldn't be friends with it at all. That's real hard. Right. Uh, on the other hand, too, I told you about it before we started recording. Uh, Becca, me- Becca actually sent me a letter. Becca's Abel's mom, my son. Uh, after all the shit she pulled on me, she actually wrote me a letter from jail to tell me she's going to rehab. She can't get out of jail until she can go to rehab. And then... Uh, She apologized for everything she did She said she can't change what she had done But she can try to be better in the future That's fair
1: mm-hmm.
0: That's all you can ever ask from anybody Granted Still can't date her
1: uh, Unfortunately The uh, bad thing is How long does that actually last after she gets out Before she relapses Yep I mean, you'd like to, like to say, stay positive, like, you know, that they're going to get better and stay better and stay clean, but that's not always the case. Unfortunately, people do relapse. Yeah. Unfortunately.
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, was, I told Anna about the letter, and I told her, you know, I was like, look, I was like, here's the deal, I hope she does stay clean. When Becca's clean, Becca's easy to deal with.
1: Yeah.
0: I can get along great with Becca. When Becca's on that shit, I can't.
1: Yeah, Becca, Becca's not a bad person when she's clean us over.
0: Like, the shit she says when she's on that? If she's
1: on that shit, she's crazy. Weird, crazy. Like Yeah, it, it's... Off the wall, crazy.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable.
1: Like, so,
0: you know, that's kind of... My thing is like, oh, man, you know... I hope she stays clean. I, if nothing else, for the kids, man. Yeah. For Abel and her other son, Jacoda, who has actually made us one uh, logo. We just couldn't use yeah, it because there's too use, many yeah. copyrighted characters in it. Uh, I can't believe his age he is. Jeez. He's 16. I know. It's crazy. Same age as Lexi. He's literally seven days younger than Lexi. I
1: can't believe any mm. of them are age. They are it's
0: insane. Uh... But, yeah, man, just, I hope she stays clean. Nothing else for them.
1: We're to think that, you know, at one point in time, we all, we held them in our arms, you know. <laughs> well, not Chakota. No, but, like, Lexi and Bree, you know, one time we held them in our arms, and now it's like, oh. Now we're actually holding Alexi's kid in our arms. Yeah. Man, I know, I, I
0: literally just texted Anna and said, oh, my daughter just turned 18 today. She said, dang,
1: old fart. Dude, seriously, when the fuck did we get old? When did this happen? <laughs> When did we become old? Right? Like Jesus fuck.
0: Well, the bad thing is dude, we're not even old yeah, yet. I know. We're only in our 30s. I'm
1: when only
0: 35, dude. I'm going to be 36 in April.
1: It's just like, damn. Just the same, man. I I had Brie when when I was 17. Oh, and when we did our end of the year end of the year review and Justin asked me, you know, about whether whatever you know anything happened to me throughout the year i did forget to mention that i did lose a niece oh yeah my sister did uh lose her daughter her would have been her second daughter in august she was due in october and she ended up given her birth still had a stillborn she went for her checkup and the, the baby didn't have a heartbeat and they sent her right away to the er where she didn't to deliver the baby stillborn. So that did happen. I forgot to mention it. I forgot all about it when we were having our end of the year review. Because it's just something that I I tried not to think about.
0: Well, to be fair, most of that was Tyler talking yeah. about his loss of his yeah. grandma.
1: But I figured I would mention it because I, I did forget. Because
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure I talked about in that episode too how Becca went to jail. She wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah.
1: But now my my sister's daughter that does still have, my niece Alice, started school this year in January when the kids went back to school after school break, after Christmas break. I know your mom was showing so me pictures of it. That, that 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 made me feel even older because she's only three and she's now in school. So I was like, damn, how the hell,
0: where the hell did time go? <laughs> oh, I got to mention this too. Uh,
1: gave me that I'll be day.
0: posting on our Facebook page a link so you guys can order Girl Scout cookies from my niece yeah. if you would like to. What's that fucking one of the very top? I don't know. It's new, dude. I saw that. I was like, come on, try it. Yeah, so do I. I still haven't order, placed my order yet, I so either. I got to. But, yeah, I definitely want to try I them. I haven't either, but I saw them. I was like,
1: what the fuck cookie is that?
0: And uh, so I might order a box to try them. So last year, I ordered, like I don't want I'm going to say like $75 worth. I ordered five boxes. Uh, tag-alongs. But okay. most of that was Courtney, so Courtney ordered like six boxes of Thin Mints.
1: I ordered twenty five dollars worth because I ordered five boxes,
0: and then I ordered a few like uh, the tagalongs and my uh, s'mores cookies because I love those things.
1: But yeah, Christina tagged me in the, the post, about it and I uh, seen that that top cookie. I'm like, what the fuck cookie is that? Yeah, it's a new one. I was like, I kind of want to try it. It might be good.
0: Yeah, I see now. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna have to order I cookie. try all the new Girl Scout cookies when they appear." So every year, if they put a new one out every year, I'll buy it just so I can try. It. I'll buy one because if I if I don't like them, I don't want to. Obviously, right. I don't want a bunch of them. Uh, like the Toffee Tastics, I, I got those. Wasn't a real big fan of them. I ate them, but it wasn't a real big fan of them. Obviously, this year without Courtney there, I'm not ordering seventy five dollars worth. I had to work last year to pay for them. I had to work for them to pay for the fucking cookies. (coughs)
1: 4,400 block of Hampton Lane, person choking on a hot dog. Apparently. All right, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes,
0: please. Reach out to us on Twitter at Creeptastic Nerd. If you would, please. Uh, Facebook, The Creeptastic Nerds. Or you can email us at thecreeptasticnerd at gmail.com. And we'll be back with you guys next week. Get your own of